welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you get into the best shape of your life, regardless of your age, so you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. But before we get to today's show, I want to let you know that this show is brought to you by The Silver Edge. The Silver Edge is my online personal training and nutrition coaching business where we help you get off the exercise and diet hamster wheel and start making permanent healthy lifestyle changes so you can enjoy the second half of your life with strength and confidence and show up as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself no matter your age. In this episode, we're going to talk a lot about nutrition and making small adjustments to what and how much you eat and how that can have a significant impact on your body composition. If you're not sure where to start, if you're confused by all the conflicting information and diet hype swirling around out there, and you'd like some clear, simple, actionable advice on how to make small, meaningful changes to your diet to help you move towards your body composition goals, then check out our free Fix My Diet assessment. Just head over to silveredgefree.com and right at the top of the page, you'll see a link for the free Fix My Diet assessment. Click that and you'll be sent to a form asking you for some basic information. It should take you less than two minutes to complete. Submit that and you'll schedule a 30-minute Zoom consultation with me and I'll give you my recommendations on what changes will give you the biggest bang for your buck on your body composition goals right now. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with today's show. My guest today is Emily. I first met Emily when she participated in a 21-day Get Lean challenge that we recently ran. And while she didn't win the challenge, she was the winner of a free 30-day coaching giveaway that we did during the kickoff call for that challenge. Join us today as Emily shares her own health and wellness journey, what it's like working with Coach Monica here at the Silver Edge, and the remarkable results she's obtained in a very short amount of time. Without further ado, let's meet Emily. I'm sitting in my childhood house right now that, that I grew up in, that I spent a lot of time playing out of doors. It was the sort of late 60s, early 70s, 80s, and we were booted out of the house at about 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and we didn't come back in until somebody heard somebody's mom calling for dinner time. So I did a lot of sort of tomboyish outside unsupervised things, like tag, pick up football games, tree climbing, a little bit of exploring, breaking bottles with marbles out of, what do you call it, wrist rocket. We used a wrist rocket in the dump in the back. And, um, yeah. But we all, you know, it was fun, unstructured play. And I think that's pretty common for our age, right? For our generation. Mm-hmm. We Most of us grew up, you go outside, you play, and then you come in when it's time for dinner or maybe, maybe go back out and you come in when it's when it's dark. So going on from there, as you got a little older, did you stay active? For example, when you got into your high school or college years, were you still active as a girl then? No, I'm going to say a solid no on that one. I think mm-hmm. around puberty-ish, you started in our community getting messages about what you could do. You could maybe do ballet or gymnastics, and there were some certain prescribed limits, and I didn't fit into any of them. So I, I never did 
formal sports or any sort of athletics or training. I was a pretty sedentary kid after young childhood. And it was, you know, awkward. I was an awkward, plump, kind of unathletic kid at that time. And because it was sort of the 70s and and early 80s, I was put on my first diet uh, by my by my father at about 13 or 14. I mean, I'm sure he was well-meaning, but thanks, that was not at all complicated feeling. So from there, it was just a series of, you know, it was the, the heart of the diet culture. You were good if you were thin, and you were wrong if you weren't. And so for it just gave me a whole lot of years of defining myself by what I could not do, by what I wasn't going to be good at and shouldn't even try to do. So I didn't really get back into any sort of athletics until college. And even then it was like weekend hikes and stuff, but at least I rediscovered a love of being out of doors and not having to fit into a particular mold as I felt I did or was told I did in my teenage years. Got it. Okay. So you had that active start to your life and then just into this more sedentary sort of lifestyle. You didn't fit, like you said, into any of those molds. And you described yourself as sedentary, awkward, plump, and unathletic. And then, of course, just that time of life, those teen years can be just so emotionally fragile and tough to navigate in the best of circumstances, right? But here you are, you find yourself in this situation and you say you are put on your first diet. Now, what kinds of foods did your family eat? What were you eating when this occurred? We were we had kind of the standard American diet for that time. It was not a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, but a lot of canned stuff. And we had protein, fat, and carbs at every meal, probably car- more carb-heavy. But where our, our parents grew up using food as reward, sweets and sugary stuff and, and desserts and things. So there was definitely a component of if you eat these beets, which are actually making you gag, but you have to gag them down if you want the dessert that is coming. So it was, you know, I'm sure they were thinking of it as a carrot and stick approach. And so we just, yeah. I feel that my siblings and I got a, a some wrong thinking about what food is for. And so that's <laughs> that's the shortest way I can think of to say it. Otherwise, I could be here an hour and a half with you. But okay, yeah, it could be a complicated, time, complicated subject. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And through that time, I and by that time, I mean sort of thirteen to forty-five. I've gotten so used to the ups and downs of either eating a little bit out of control for comfort or or convenience or habit, or depriving myself super fast and in an unhealthy way, you know, without having athletics to kind of balance everything out and use the, either use the nutrients I'm giving it up or tell me that I need more. Do you know what I mean? Because your body will tell you what you need yeah. if you're treating it well. <laughs> so, so that's, you know, that was right. the sort of bulk of my habit throughout my life until maybe five years ago. Okay, so it sounds like then, is it fair to say that from, I think you said from 13 to 45, that you were maybe on that cycle of yo-yo dieting or just trying a diet, losing some weight, gaining it back? Is that fair? That is fair. That's the, that is the shortest way of saying okay. it. Okay. We here at Silveridge have a philosophy that diets don't work and they suck, right? And mm. And by that, 
what I mean is that when you go on a diet to lose weight, so you do this thing that's not fun, it's not enjoyable, and you do it until you lose the weight, but then when you stop doing that thing, A, you're in a probably in a metabolically unhealthy place, but B, mm. as soon as you stop doing that, then you stop getting that result, i.e. Mm. the, the mm -hmm. weight loss, right, or the fat loss. So, so you've been through a bunch of those cycles. Now, you mentioned that until like five years ago, that kind of was your life. What changed five years ago? We had a family move from San Francisco to Denver and some, you know, the, the transition of that made me realize that I had let myself get very heavy, frankly. Like I, I got to Denver, I couldn't breathe practically for the first year. I was probably at that time, I know it's not about the weight, but I was about 240 pounds then. And I'm about 5'8", but it was, I'm, I shouldn't be laughing, it was 50% body fat, as I know, because I took a, yeah. a test that showed how much of it was. And I just hadn't really noticed that I was feeling bad every day. And I couldn't, I could walk up the stairs and stuff, but I had twinges in my knee and my back would hurt for a couple of days. And it was, um, it was kind of an eye opener. I think, I think, frankly, I had to weigh myself for the first time to go on a helicopter ride with my family on a vacation. And even though they didn't show the number to the room, you know, it was a private number for the person to just make sure we didn't sit on the same side of the helicopter and flip it over. Um, I hadn't seen that number before. And I was very surprised and a little mortified that I had let it come to that. So that was, that was probably five or six years ago. And I began tracking my food through my fitness pal. So that was the first thing that I did. And it just to find out what the heck was happening. <laughs> so, and I found out that, you know, if you eat five or six Pop-Tarts at a sitting, it adds up. <laughs> so, so the first it certainly maybe, does, yeah. Yeah, for sure. The first maybe year of my trying to, you know, just get myself into a healthy fit state was literally just watching what I eat and trying to eat more sensibly. I still didn't know about macros really. I didn't really know about how many calories to have because I'd never felt maintenance. I've never felt what maintenance was like before, probably since childhood. You know, when you eat until you're not hungry anymore, and then you go out and you do a bunch of fun stuff, and then you come back and you're hungry and you eat a little more. Like that is an unfamiliar state <laughs> for me. So that's anyway, that's right. where I was a, a couple right. of years ago. And then I joined a gym which was super fun. It's a, it's, I'm going to say CrossFit adjacent because they're not branded CrossFit, but they do a lot of strength training, barbell work, high intensity interval training, and just a variety of team workouts. And you work hard and you're sweating and you build your muscles. And it was awesome. I never, as I said before, I've never defined myself by what I can do before. And it turns out I can back squat. <laughs> I can do kettlebell and I can do deadlift and I can do all these big lifts kind of better than I thought. I mean, I would never have ever have thought I could do it. So, you know, that was the next, so like a year or so of trying to dial down the eating and, or at least understand what was happening and when I was eating too much and secretly eating for reasons that weren't related to energy need. And then let me think, a pandemic, you know, you have your ups and downs, but my, my, my ups and downs 
are a lot less up and a less down and a lot less long. Like the the cycle is getting tighter, so it's coming down more toward a, a steady baseline, which I'm excited about. Yeah, certainly that that is something to be excited about, right? Those cycles, like you say, that up and the down are that's really unhealthy for us biologically, emotionally as well, right? I mean, the more times you kind of do that boom and bust through exercise or diet, and you know, you start to internalize a, a lot of us internalize that as failure. I, why can't I get this right? Why can't I do this? Why why am I always this way, right? And so, mm-hmm. as you start to bring these things into line and start focusing. Really, I think what you're describing is I'm becoming healthier, right? I'm just becoming Mm -hmm. more of this long-term healthier as opposed to this short-term going on these healthy kicks, which is very, very common, right? It's not at all uncommon for people to allow themselves to all of a sudden they're like, wow, how did I I get out of shape like this? How did I I end up here? Mm -hmm. So they go back into that cycle, okay, back to the gym, back to eating my salads or whatever it is they they want to do in order to to move that needle. But I think to your point, it's that often leads to that kind of up and down those high peaks and those low valleys. All right. So that kind of brings us up to today. You came onto my radar screen. You're a part of our, your, I think you must be in our Facebook group. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you were a part of our 21 day challenge. Is that right? I was. So this is so my favorite recently. part to talk about. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I, in the last couple of years, I had been listening to various podcasts and, and health related inputs, you know, books and so on, trying to understand like what are the elements that I should be focusing on. So I kind of nailed down the fitness. I go at a regular schedule and I get all the different types of fitness. I'm not great on mobility, but the rest of it, I sort of have an understanding of how to do my best there for my best strength and stamina and so on. But I was listening to, I just poked around for some podcasts recently, the last two months And I found yours, the Over 50 Health and Wellness show. And I listened to a couple of the episodes, maybe a dozen or two dozen. And you did the Get Lean Challenge. The 21-Day Get Lean Challenge was on there. I was like, huh, well, I don't really use Facebook, but I have an account and I like a challenge. You know, I like, I really like the external accountability and I like it to be daily if, you know, if I can. And so I joined it and the, the, in the random drawing where you gave away a month of nutrition coaching, I won the drawing. <laughs> so I was excited right. to meet your staff. You won our I drawing. We gave away. Yep. That was a, yeah. such a lucky, oh my gosh, I've never won anything in my life. I was delighted. Yeah. So you, we had that 21 day challenge you joined. And I think it's a part of that somewhere on the, maybe on the front end of that, we just had a random giveaway. We're mm-hmm. going to give somebody 30 days of, of free coaching. So you got to meet Coach Monica. Yep. And I was really impressed. You you were kicking ass. We had a we, I mean, we had some participants that were taking that challenge very, very right. seriously. That was Yeah, I didn't that win. That was a fun one. But I did yeah. I did check in every no? day and I I really liked yeah. I have to say I was super surprised at the depth of detailed information that you gave us. So like you sign up for a challenge online and you get a a template of a nutrition plan or whatever. But even for signing up, there was so much detail and actionable information in my nutrition plan that I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to check in with this thing every day and I'm going to see how it goes. And it, I am a big rule follower and I'm a teacher's pet from way back. 
So I had this in my mind that I'm going to weigh and measure myself at the beginning. And in 21 days, I'm going to, well, it turned out that you and coach Monica designed it so that it was not, not baby steps, but like very simple building blocks of health that were emphasized every day. Nobody cared what I weighed. Had I drunk enough water? Did I make yeah. a plan to drink less alcohol, which I'm sober anyway. So that was an easy one. <laughs> that one I could phone in. But the, you know, did I have my protein? Did I have my carbs? Did I practice mindfulness? Did I take my 10,000 steps? So it's all stuff that I was like, oh, either I'm doing it now already, or I understand how to do it, or I find it achievable that it's not that huge jump. It's not saying like suddenly I have to eat vegetarian for the week or anything. It's just the, sensible items that make it possible to succeed over time. Yeah, no, I, I thank you for, for that perspective. And that's exactly what we hope is, is happening, right? We'll never run a challenge where the winner is going to be the person who loses the most weight mm-hmm. because that would promote unhealthy behaviors, right? Which we're trying to rail against basically. Right. But to your point, we never asked anybody during the 21-day challenge what they weighed. That didn't factor into our winner. But in fact, it was people who were consistent in doing their daily habits, right? Did you sleep eight hours last night? Did you get your steps? Did you drink your water? Mm-hmm. All of these things. We, we Obviously, we have this very health-first kind of philosophy here. And I think you saw that through that challenge. Now, you had a remarkable journey with your first month and continuing on now with Coach Monica. Tell us a little bit about your experience working with Coach Monica. I will, absolutely. So I joke with Monica now that she moved my walnuts around and caused me to lose 10 pounds, but Monica (laughs) helped me dial in my meal timing, my my macros. So she knows my goal was to basically say goodbye to some amount of the fat that I'm carrying that makes me feel a little slower still, even though, you know, I'm probably was 183 or something when I started the challenge and I weigh 170 this morning. I don't know if that's a, a number that is that anybody would care about. Right you on. can edit that yeah, out if awesome. you want. But, but it's by spacing out my meals a little bit differently. So I eat in the morning, I eat plenty of carbs to fuel my workout, which is at the same time every day. After the workout, I have my protein available to me, whether it's a whey protein in a shake or whether it's to have a meal right or a snack right then. And I, she helped me to understand that the walnuts belong later in the day, maybe because they're a very healthy fat, but I don't need them right after the meal the way I would need the carbs and protein more. So my, I find that my I haven't been to for a DEXA scan, so I don't know exactly my body composition, but my gym performance is going, is improving. I have daily ease of mute movement more so than I did even five weeks ago. We're five weeks in now because I won my month and then I signed up for the 90 day body reboot. <laughs> so, so I get to work with Monica until right, January yeah. and I feel bouncier. I feel like, like I actually climbed a tree at the dog park the other day, which you know, I wouldn't normally, if I'm feeling slow and sluggish and uncoordinated and undignified, I wouldn't ever try it. But I was like, I bet I could climb that. I bet I could jump on that. I bet I could jump over that. So it's been a really good feeling breaking through sort of a stagnant plateau, even though I'm fitter than I was 10 years ago. But Monica really encouraged me 
to change some of the nuances and some of my previous thinking of like, well, I know what I'm doing with my food. But she said, well, why don't you, you know, let's try this for a week. Let's try this for two weeks. And so she gave me a set of macros that I adhere to because as before mentioned, teacher's pet, and we're going to look at it again. I'm, I'm in traveling for a week this week. So because I'm familiar with the macros, I know how to do it. And I'm just going to stick with these macros for this week. But then when I get home, she's going to help me change it a little bit, maybe add some calories back into my day and see how that feels and how my muscle tone is and so forth. So the thing that I I've tried all the things, Kevin. I've tried all the things. I've tried Noom and I've tried a dietitian and I've tried a personal trainer and I've tried a therapist and I've done all the eating disorder stuff. And the thing that's different about Monica and the Silver Edge and your Facebook group and all and the podcast is it it brings everything together for me and allows me to include my mindfulness and my mental health practice and practice of celebrating the small wins and so on in a way that I I haven't found in any other program all of it together. So plenty of them are like, yeah, we've got your your nutrition and your fitness plan and here it is. And they might say, are you getting enough sleep? Monica asked me how was my libido, <laughs> which is Absolutely. Yeah. An oft ignored portion of my whole self by me and, you know, whatever. I don't know if anybody else has that experience, but it wouldn't have occurred to me to include that as one of the sort of self checks of how am I doing? You know, so I didn't answer her yet, but I'll let you know in January. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's so you probably have seen our, our, all of our, all of our clients listening are very, they're nodding their head right now. They know every week we have a weekly feedback form and it's, it asks you to rate on a scale of one to five. How was your sleep? How was your mood? How was your energy? How was your libido? How was your stress? So we look at all of these lifestyle factors because they're, they're critical in long-term success, right? And they're also important for us as coaches where we see things like mood or energy or sleep or stress or libido start to decrease. And we see that over time as we're tracking that, we know that, okay, Emily now is not recovering from all of the stresses in her life, whether that's workout stress that we're prescribing or whether it's a calorie restriction or whether it's lifestyle stress. So what changes do we need to make now? I think that my favorite thing that you've said so far, thank you, by the way, for that wonderful <laughs> endorsement for the program. But what I, what really stuck out to me was you said you feel bouncier. I, I love that, right? Because when we think of somebody in their 50s, we're not really often thinking of somebody describing themselves as feeling bouncy, as climbing trees, mm-hmm. as feeling playful, as having this energy and this confidence that you're talking about. So I think that that is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, let's see, you had mentioned a little bit that you're vacationing, you're back home with your at your parents' house, and that you may be coming back. Now, you've been in a calorie deficit pretty much since you've been working with Monica. Is that correct? Do I have that right? Yes, that's right. So I was, I had sort of a re, re-refocusing in August, and I t- put myself back on like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 1,850 calories or something a day. And when I met Monica in the beginning of September, and she became my accidental lucky coach for a month. She has me on 135 grams of protein, 65 grams of fat, and 175 grams of carbs each day. And that's not that different from what I had been doing on my own just the 
previous couple of months, except that it's a little less carb, a little more fat than I had been eating, which is, it feels very good for me, but I'm on about 1825, uh, 1825 calories a day right now. But I'm, I'm going down between one and a half and two pounds a week on that with, you know, I walk 20 right. miles a week and I go to my hit and strength training five times a week. And then on a weekend, I might do something fun, but it's mostly resting on the weekend. And it's working pretty well. But if I followed the trend line, then I'm going to weigh zero pounds in about a year and a half. So <laughs> I don't want to go that far. And I'm counting well, that's... on Monica too. She'll, she'll bring it back up right. and you can speak to the body reboot plan. But when you told us, when you told me about it on our call the other week, it is a process of, you know, leaning out a little, building muscle and strength a little. And then if needed, if the fat comes along with that again, then leaning out a little after that. And, and it's a more nuanced plan than my usual, like chopping down the tree and then making a big tree. Again, that wasn't a very good analogy, but... <laughs> Clear cutting. Yeah, no, I, I understand where you're, where you're coming from. Exactly, clear cutting. Yeah, so that, that and that is exactly why I brought that up, right? You've had this wonderful weight loss journey, right? I mean, you've you've lost considerable weight, and you're you're doing, like you said, about what is it, one to two pounds a week, something like that, that you're mm -hmm. currently losing. But that's that's not linear and doesn't last forever, right? So right. at that calories where you are now, eventually your body will adapt to that. It will say, okay, this is the amount of work we're doing. This is the amount of energy we have coming in. We're going to make do with that. And we'll find this mm -hmm. new maintenance. That will become your new maintenance calorie. In other right. words, you'll plateau. So that weight loss will stop. And probably before we get there, we'd like to do what we call a reverse diet. I mean, that's not our term. That's a, that's a nutrition <laughs> term. That's pretty pretty common in the diet and nutrition space. And all that means is it's just a fancy word for saying, we're just going to add a few more calories every single week back into your, into your diet to get you back to, we want your maintenance calories for somebody like you, for example, very active. You're probably north of 2,500 calories is where your maintenance calories should be sure. at least ideally, right? We, we don't want your maintenance calories to be 1800 calories. That's, that's not enough for as active as you are. So, we do this through a cycle of a fat loss cycle where our, we're less concerned with are you getting stronger and are you hitting PRs and are you building muscle? We're mainly concerned with fat loss, right? But then when we reverse back out of this and we start adding calories back, then we're saying, okay, our, we're changing our focus it's less so on fat loss and more on building muscle. Are we going to be able to build and maintain and tone up some some of that lean muscle? So that's what I think you're getting ready to go into that phase now, kind of that reverse diet phase. And that's right. Probably take keep you there through the holidays. We're recording this now. It's a little before Halloween, so late October. And that makes sense, right? We, we're trying to bring all of our clients who are currently in a fat loss phase. We're bringing them all now kind of slowly back into that into their maintenance phase through the holidays. We'd rather people enjoy the holidays. And for a lot of folks, we're really just going to work on damage control through the holidays, but that's another story. But for somebody like you, you like you said, you're but how did you describe yourself as a rule follower and as the as, as a teacher's pet? You folks like you are a dream to coach because you are very <laughs> adherent, and people may be thinking, "My goodness, I I don't even I don't have any idea how many calories I'm eating, let alone how many grams of protein and carb mm -hmm. and fat I'm eating." And that's actually fairly advanced. You don't need to 
know to the gram how much protein, fats, and carbs you're eating each day. So Emily's a little bit more of an advanced athlete in that in that sense. But it is important to have some sort of an idea, right? How how many calories is right for me? How much protein should I be getting each day? And what is a what's a good way for me to measure that and to track that? For some people that's tracking in an app. For other people there are other ways that we can do that. So Emily, what's What's next for you? Where where do you see yourself going in terms of your health and your fitness and on this journey that you're on? Well, I'm so excited for this. I'm I I think I would like fit to be my baseline. You know, not I my husband who Dean who was very concise in his speech said, "Oh yeah, you enjoy defying expectations." I'm like, yes, yes, I do. It would have taken me half an hour to figure out how to say that, but he can do it in in five words. But it's true. I really like, I like being capable of anything that I'd like to try. So I can climb a tree. I can do, we were doing five by five back squat today at the gym and I can do the assault bike calories, you know, quicker than maybe the person expected that I would for a for a nana. <laughs> I'm not a nana, but I could be. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it could be. Yeah. I so I'd like fit to be my new baseline. I have heard your podcast guests a couple of times, one of them in particular whose name I'm sorry is not coming to me, but when they were talking about health span as opposed to life span mm-hmm. because I'm 56, my yeah. parents are in their 80s and my aunts and uncles and so on and um I see how hard some things are for them when they didn't spend the last 10,000 days focused on building muscle and staying agile and stopping themselves from dropping kitchen shears on their foot or whatever. And I would like to go into my own, you know, next town, 10,000 days or so with a baseline of strength, capability, balance all the sort of modalities that you guys talk about on with your with your guests. Yeah, that's what I'd like. Yeah, I I would like that too. I would like that for you. I would like that for myself. And I would like that for everyone, right? That's kind of my mission is just really spreading that spreading that message. How did you say it? I I want fit to be my new baseline. Mm -hmm. And I think that is very, very well said. So as we are wrapping up here, Emily, I just want to say it has been a pleasure watching your journey just in the short amount of time that I've known you. It's been a lot of fun. You've had great success so far. You're a wonderful client to work with. And I just want to encourage you not only to obviously keep up the great work, make this a part of your lifestyle, make fit your new base baseline, but to go out and spread the word, right? As mm-hmm. as you're out there and interacting with other people in our age demographic, just to be an ambassador for healthy aging. And I think you just, as you walk around, you naturally are that, but I want to just thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for just your patronage here at the Silver Edge and being a fan of the podcast, all of that, and really encourage you to keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Kevin. Okay, folks, that's our show for this week. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle, as well as the Fix My Diet assessment we mentioned at the top of the show. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you and your health and wellness journey. 
I also want to let you know that you can find all of the links to the resources we discussed in this episode over at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 148. And you can continue the conversation over there as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on today's show. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. And until next time, stay strong.